Welcome to episode five of the Old Man and the CV podcast. This week's episode is entitled Have No Limit to Your Thinking. Okay, let's get on with episode five. We're delighted to be joined today by John Slightholm for this episode. You may well recognise John's name as he played elite level rugby for over 10 years with Bath and then Northampton Saints, securing 12 England caps along the way, along with some premiership titles and European Cups too. After John left sport, he took a route into recruitment and is now head of recruitment at Connor Consultancy. He's also partner at Future Proof Pro, which you may remember Tristan Hayward mentioned in episode three. Future Proof Pro help manage sportsmen and women into normal life after their sporting careers. Um, so, John, welcome. Hi, Andy. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about what you've been up to, I guess, in the in the second part of your career? Or maybe there's some interesting lessons from the first part of your career uh, that you brought into your second one. Just give everybody a little bit of background. Yeah, absolutely. I guess like a lot of people, um, when I exited uh, elite sport, I was, I guess, kind of one of the lucky ones that my generation were players that had had a job before professional rugby. So we kind of knew what life outside of the cocoon world of professional sport um, was going to be like. Um, But my eyes were opened up. I was a qualified teacher, which is what I did before I played professional rugby. Um, so I always knew I could go back into the teaching world, but throughout several years of professional rugby and going on to lots of dinners and functions and meeting lots of business people, it kind of opened my eyes up to a, to a wider world. Um, I wasn't entirely sure what I wanted to do when I exited professional sport, um, which is kind of topical for what we're talking about today. But I ended up in the people world, which I guess makes sense when you think back to my DNA as an individual, because my big goal as a, as a young growing teenager was to become a teacher and also to play rugby at the highest level I possibly could and both environments being a teacher and also being in a rugby environment are um, you know situations where you have to understand people really well you've got people from lots of different backgrounds lots of different personalities and I guess that um, ability to operate in those two worlds both uh, in, in the teaching capacity with kids and in a, in a rugby world with you, with your colleagues, with people from different backgrounds and different personalities, it kind of whet my appetite to understand really what makes people tick. So really, that's what's kind of driven me all the years in the in the people world. So, yeah, I've had a variety of different roles um, and been involved in a lot of career transition and supporting elite and professional sports people um, out of the world they're in into the into the business world or the wider world. Um, I've held senior HR director roles, senior talent roles, um, and I'm currently heading up a recruitment function at Connor Consulting, as you say, who are one of the UK's leading HR consultancies. So, um, yeah, all the way through it, there's a, there's a common theme, Andy, and the common theme is people and what makes people tick. You mentioned some very key themes there yourself, what made people tick, communication, uh, and the transition side as well, because it seems odd that there are these young uh, men and women coming out of sport, uh, hopefully in their thirties, possibly late twenties or even early twenties if they're unfortunately injured. Um, so, what? How does that relate to over fifties? But the over fifties, they have to transition into new roles too, um, maybe sideways or downwards. So, what um, great lessons are there that our listeners can take away? 
today from some of those stories? I think the key message for me is about preparation. It's about starting that journey of exploration about what's next as early as you possibly can. All the evidence in sport that's been done, all the studies that have been done in professional elite sport have shown that the earlier athletes, let's call them athletes across all the sports, start to think about their transition, about what's next, the more successful that transition is. So my advice would be to start the exploration process very early. And the second bit of advice was be be completely and utterly all bets are on in terms of that exploration process. So you're going to make a significant transition, whether it be completely different kind of left field move from a career perspective, which in elite sport it is generally, apart from the ones that stay within coaching, which aren't huge, and those that might stay in the media, again, not, not large numbers, is to have a really broad, open mindset to what's out there and almost go back to being kid-like in your thinking, childlike, by exploring all sorts of avenues that you might might consider as a, as, a, as a new option for you and literally listing all of that down and then researching it and exploring those and what you'll find is you go from quite a wide funnel of ideas to quite a narrow funnel of ideas quite quickly as you rule things in and out for various different reasons as you you know some just might not be practical or whatever it may be but so the advice is is twofold to start the that exploration process as early as you possibly can and secondly, to not limit your thinking about what's possible and what you might want to do. And you're absolutely right. Um, you know, it's 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 a it's a transition that lots of people are faced with as you come towards the end of what might be their you know their long career that's got them into their fifties, and we now might need to think about a different different pathway to to, to go down. And it, it can be quite a daunting thing to to to, to happen. And clearly, we're all living in a, in a, in a generations now where we're going to need to live, and we live longer. Therefore, we're going to need to work longer. So, um, I think those are the, those are the key lessons for me. It's all about it's all about preparation. It's all about exploration. We've got preparation and exploration, which are two great tips. But also, do you think the role changes? I mean, there's there's definitely a difference between you could have a rugby player who's played. Uh, 150, 200 appearances for their club, maybe a dozen different, uh, sorry, a dozen caps for their country. And suddenly they're moving into a completely different environment. But in their sporting career, there was a very clear purpose. Academy, first team, stay in the first team, win Prems, win Heineken, get selected for England or get selected for your country and onwards and make the lines after that. When people are in their 50s, there's this career change possibility. How important is purpose in that and finding the right purpose? It's absolutely front and centre. I'm, I'm in my 50s. Um, I'm at that stage of my life where um, the most important thing to me when looking at a career move is the purpose of, of, of what I'm going to be doing, is, is the role, is the culture, is the organisation, and that um, cliched... Um, you know, motivation on a Monday morning, you know, that get out of bed drive on a Monday morning. It's it's really important to me at this stage of my life that that that, that purpose is, is front and centre for what I want to do. Utilising the skills and experience that I've had, but having that is, 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 and I guess that's not, that's not exclusive to people in their 50s. I guess that's, I would say that's important for anybody to consider what, what you know, having some real purpose and direction in terms of what, what, what you try, what you want to do, what's really motivating, what's really interesting. 
Um, I found lots of people of my generation that I talk to now that maybe as you're younger, the financial reward of a role is something that people put higher on the list of priorities. The lots of people I talk to my generation now that drops down quite quite away sometimes for people to have things like the culture of the organization, the purpose of the role, the meaning of the role, having something that they really believe in is 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 front and center and far more important than than financial reward. Not that it's not important that people are still well rewarded for what they do, but it comes a secondary, even tertiary um thing that 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 people consider when they're looking at a career move or a different role. So Needless to say, financial planning is part of that process of transitioning when you're exploring, um, because there may be a, a stagnant salary or a drop in salary because you have found that. But and that's the trade-off, isn't it? You you drop in salary to find your purpose. So, John, this has been absolutely fascinating. Some very valuable insights. Thank you on about how. You can use the knowledge from elite sport and transitioning at a later stage of your career, because ultimately the goals are the same. Um, is there anything that you'd like to share as a, as a final thought? Well, it's interesting. We talked about financial transition as well, because that's something that elite sports people really face, because they've often got to, to face a real drop off a cliff edge in terms of their earning capacity as professional sports people. So that built into that is, is, is hugely important, as well as the preparation and the exploration of it. I think the key message I would uh, overall, though, that I'd take I'd ask people to take away from from this session would be about having no limits to your thinking to be very broad and open, open up your mindset. If you're going to make a fundamental career change and something which is very different from what you've done for many, many years, open those, kind of take those blinkers off and open up the mindset to, to explore all sorts of different things because you never know what what sometimes what's out there. We talked about sports people being quite institutionalized in, in the sports world for many, many years. We, we can all, all be that in our own careers as well. We can be in the IT sector or HR or whatever sector we're in, we're, we're working and you can become institutionalized in there as well. So yeah, take the blinkers off and think broadly. Now, no limits to your thinking is a fantastic way to end this podcast. Uh, John Slyhome, thank you very much indeed. And uh, we'd love to welcome you back in the future as well, if you would like to do so. I'm glad to be back, Andy. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, John. So luckily, listeners, once again, we have time for the dad joke of the week. And this time it's courtesy of Mr. Tim Vine himself. Here we go. Again, don't blame me. I can't remember my homing pigeon's name, but I'm sure it'll come back to me. Thank you for listening to episode five of the Old Man and the CV podcast. Special thanks to my guest, John Slightholm of Connor Consultancy. And you can find John and Connor Consultancy in the episode notes, as well as on LinkedIn. So just a few credits before we go. Thank you for the music and the idents to Abigail Eva Molly Wand. This is an almost pro production for 23 Magic, copyright 2023. See you next week, Santiago Amigos.